This is the Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason. Brady under center, to give to Burkett, runs it left for the win! Touchdown, Patriots! The Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason, with Hardy, Mike Dassault, and Paul Perillo, is your source for all the news and information following every Patriots game. And the Patriots have won their sixth Super Bowl title. In the early 2000s, they won three of four. Now they have won three of the last five. Yes! It's still a dynasty. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I hope y'all keep that same energy for tonight, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Slipping yeah. and sliding, he was like a cat. Pop, pop, yeah. bang. Now the Patriots fall to the Colts in Indianapolis tonight, 27-17, the final. It's the uh, Patriots postgame show brought to you by Cyber Reason, official defenders of the New England Patriots. Hardy, Mike Dussault, Paul Perillo here. Taking your calls, 855-PATS-500. Emails, webradio at patriots.com. Deuce, your initial thoughts after uh, the game. What do you got? Uh, very sloppy start. Uh, I think that was what was most jarring to me. The You know, you knew the Colts prey off of turnovers. They came out. Gunner had a fumble. He fumbled it out. Mack with the interceptions. Uh, they kind of, you know, bookended the, the halftime with, with those two turnovers there. Uh, you know, credit to Indy. They came out. They played hard. They dominated both sides of the ball. And I, you know, I, I do, I do like the little bit of fight the Patriots showed down the end, but in the end, it just wasn't, it just wasn't enough. Uh, certainly not enough at the end, but they did show some fight there toward yeah. the end of the game, and and maybe fight is the wrong word. I think offensively, they finally got a few things to click. Yeah, I would echo a lot of what what Mike said. I, I just think that they they kind of reverted to the team that we saw in the first half of the season tonight with the the penalties, the turnovers, uh, the block punt, third one of the season. Um, just overall sloppiness, they, they kind of made it easy. Um, I, I do think they did some things reasonably well tonight, but uh, and I'm sure we'll hear from Bill Belichick later, not nearly enough and not nearly consistent enough. Even the things they did well, um, you know, and, and I would agree, you know, I, I don't ever expect the Patriots to roll over and die. Right. And they didn't roll over and die even 20 to nothing. Um, you know, that to me is not even on the table. Like the Patriots' sort of, you know, capacity to to fight. Yeah. That's not yeah. in question. It hasn't been in question yeah. really since 2001. Sure. They haven't had a team that I think has, has just been a bunch of quitters ever. So that's a given to me. But everything else tonight just wasn't good enough. And uh, I would, yeah, I think we're going to spend a lot of time on a bad list tonight. Yep. Yeah, uh, we are. But I, I got to say, for as good as you can feel about you know a, a game where they played as poorly as they did a game that they ended up losing i feel oddly okay just because of the way they were able to turn things around a little bit offensively at the end and the defense was able to make a couple of plays it wasn't a complete embarrassment it wasn't a disaster it was kind of that humbling game that i thought maybe this team could get some benefit from and and also puts them in a position to where now that game against Buffalo next week, I still think Buffalo is a better football team than than the Colts. They're going to be here at Gillette Stadium uh, a week from tomorrow. You get that win, and you right the ship that way. You still got a few games. You've still got um, you know the postseason to to look forward to here, hopefully, and 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 put yourself <coughs> in a position to where you're not thinking about 
rattling off an 11 game win streak to end the season. That's done with now. Okay. You got your wish. Now, <laughs> a little bit See, I did. I'm glad that he said it so I didn't, you don't have to argue with me because no. I know you'd yell at me if I said it. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to run the table. I didn't and, either, but that doesn't mean I was hoping that they wouldn't. Uh, you know, for like, and I, and I know you weren't hoping that they would. Don't take that literally. I, I mean, your feeling was they needed to lose a game, like for their for their betterment. You know, kind of. Is that right? Is that accurate? I don't want to put words in your yeah. mouth. I need to lose you to love you. They yeah. needed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I needed to lose you. Sorry. I, I think they needed lose a bit of a reality you. check <laughs> that you that. <laughs> You get me. <laughs> I think they needed a reality check in that. It's like, you know what? You know, if we play our game, even if we don't play 100%, we're just going to play, you know, that much harder in between coaching and a solid defense. And you know what? Sometimes the games don't go your way. It is not okay to go out there and play as poorly as you did for as much as you did and 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 think that you can still win because they've had a couple of games where certain aspects, whether it was offensively, almost – uh, exclusively offensively, they didn't really have it going, and they ended up with wins anyway. Yeah. So now you saw it, you saw it tonight against a team that's that's not fantastic, but it's a good enough football team whose also offense didn't do much tonight. Carson Wentz certainly didn't do much tonight. Yeah. It was one guy yeah. who Car- went out there and really Carson Wentz um, um, almost got the Patriots back in the game, and that's why even like you know I'm not really here much for a lot of the positives that we're going to talk about yeah. here because I think there are a lot of a lot of sort of like we're trying to talk oh, ourselves no. into I I will say this in in terms of like individual play kind of stuff the last touchdown pass that Mac threw to Hen- to Hunter Henry might be the best throw that Hunt- that Mac Jones made all year. Yeah. That was a phenomenal throw Fantastic. into a very tight window. So yep. there were enough that of those said, he didn't really do anything else. No, enough of those moments at the end. It's all right. Not a complete embarrassment. This team is not, no. you know, c- complete fool's gold. Nope. They they played poorly. They found some stuff at the end, and they got a good dose of reality shoved in their face tonight, which good teams will learn from and benefit from for the rest of the way. Let's uh, let's get to our good, the bad, and the uh, training room list here. Now it's time for the good. Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. The bad. If you were in my toilet bowl, I wouldn't bother flushing it. And the training room. You uh, you, you want a back rub? Presented by Theragun. Good, the bad, and the training room. It's Hardy uh, Dusso and Paul Perillo bringing you the uh, very short good list tonight for the Patriots. Deuce, you want to lead us off? Yeah, I, I got I to gotta lead off with Hunter Henry. I mean, two touchdowns, six for 77. Um you know he was their best player tonight, and I, I had Hunter the red Henry zone. also. Absolutely, yeah, that's uh, I think it's an easy one, but uh, great player seeing there. Nice, nice catch in the end zone. Paul mentioned the second one, real nice throw uh, from Mack, and and you know I think Hunter like Henry just watch this. You have a uh, okay, that's the first one, that's not the, the second one. The second one was the one I just thought um, was was phenomenal on Mack's part. But no, I, I agree with you, Mike. Rifled it in there. He's becoming. The, uh, he's been consistent. I mean, he's just. He's, I mean, not, obviously, the last couple of games a little quiet, but coming back on, and, and I mean, he continues to have a really solid season here in his first year. Yeah, he had a little bit of a lull, and I'm not talking about last week yeah. when the passing game wasn't part of it. But um, you know, tonight, I know a lot of people. You guys talked in the pregame about the Colts having some struggles with tight ends. I, I don't really think that that was overly evident tonight. I think no. that the Colts defense dominated this game and gave up a you know a couple of oh by the way drives at the end when they, you know I think they were playing the time yeah. they were playing the score and the time that throw though like I don't care what yeah. the time of the game this is, is the shot right here like this is his, I mean that's I mean that's a special throw he puts it right on the and just as a point of comparison 
I thought Carson Wentz had the pos- the, you know, the, the chance to do that a couple of times, put it on the, the, the right side or the left side of a receiver and consistently was putting it on the wrong side and allowing passes to get tipped, and he finally got burned with one of them in the fourth quarter. But I agree with Mike. Hunter Henry was by far and away, I think, the most productive Patriot tonight. Yep. Um, and in terms of that last throw, Paul, the one that uh, we're just looking at again here, you know, it's, it's what we said about Brady so many times. He put it where only his guy was going to be able to catch it. There's only one guy who could catch that ball. Henry uh, made the catch there, and it was just uh, When that ball phenomenal. left Mac Jones's hands, I'll guarantee you Darius Leonard thought he had another pick. Yeah. <laughs> Without question. All right, who's your first uh, and maybe only – Good list. We all have Henry, so we all have yeah. one. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't have any individuals from here on in. I have some things that I saw that I that I will mention, and I'll start with one of them. Okay, so you you go in at halftime, you're down uh, seventeen to nothing, and then your quarterback throws a pick, and they run it back to the twenty yard line. Your defense comes out, stops in three and out, forces a field goal. I thought that was incredible toughness on the part of the defense. I thought that set the tone defensively for the way they played the majority of the second half. The last two drives, I, I would say, you know, kind of spoiled that a little yeah. bit. But yep. I thought that f- to come out and, and get a three and out on the 20-yard line, I thought was fantastic toughness by the defense. So I had that on my good list. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I put Nick Folk on there. <laughs> hey, well, let's just keep him there. I, you know, on this kind of game. Just one for one. I'm not sure why he. They had him kick that one at the end. We'll get to that part. We're going to get to. We're going to kick it. He kicked it, and uh, he made the uh, program. I'm coming. Had a couple of Uh, chances there, and he uh, did what he had to do. (laughs) Nick Folk on the good list. Yeah. Okay. And Uh, I might just put D back on there just for the int for the interception. I thought that was a good play. I thought he. You know, kind of rally the troops a little bit. I know I'm grasping at straws a little bit with that, but I think I would, that was I would he, might, he might show up later on a, on, <laughs> on a particularly important run late in the game. Well, yeah, well, I, I would love to put, you know, the secondary, you know, in just in terms of, of you know, we, we, we look at Carson Wentz and his numbers on the night. It's like, wow, maybe, you know, the secondary was just all over these guys in coverage. But it, even if that were the case, they had a couple of uh, missed – Right. Opportunities yeah. at interceptions before the ones that they actually had. Well, yeah. I think that Carson Wentz had lots of opportunities at open receivers that he missed. Yeah, yeah that's true. And that's so. what's that's what's maddening. Just like as we're, as I'm going through it and looking at the stats, and I think I said it during the game was like they they did to the Patriots what the Patriots usually do. And and you look at the stats, and it's the same kind of thing. We're like, wow, Mac. I mean, Carson Wentz five at twelve for fifty-seven yards. Like you can easily see yourself. Wow, you can see yourself. Damian Harris doing that ceiling run at the end. I mean, it's just. The turnovers, the block punt, I mean, all that stuff that always the Patriots do. And we knew coming in these were similar teams. I think the Colts out Patriots the Patriots tonight. All right. Um, any other goods? I mean, individually, I don't think we're going to have any. Were there, I mean, were there I got moments nothing, but I am sure maybe Paul has a, I, I just, a little. I wrote down just the red, the red zone defense in, in general. Um, you know, in the second half, I think they came up with two stops down there. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I don't want to gush too much. Because of the way the game ended, and, and, I, and, and to me it's the last two drives, mm-hmm. not just the big run. The last two possessions Five for minutes. the Colts were very successful drives by the Colts. Um, so that w- that was, that's it for me for the good. I don't know what else you yeah. guys have. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. That's all I got. Nothing, honey. All right. See, that's a throw right there that J.C. Jackson almost picks off. We just showed a, a, a highlight clip. He has Pittman running to the sideline on an out pattern. He's wide open. But the throw comes way to the inside and it allows Jackson to co- to come and almost pick the pass off.
But this should have been an easy completion for Wentz. For whatever reason, he was dropping down, throwing all kinds of side-on throws tonight. Um, but, I mean, that that play, you watch and see. He's he, This is NFL open right here, and the throw comes to the wrong side. That throw needs to come to the outside, and he's got the ball down to the five-yard line. That's a terrible, terrible throw by, by Carson. Look at how far behind that Bad is. Bad mechanics. Bad, really? Like, I, I just think he was like Mahomes a little bit tonight with the sidearm stuff for no reason. Um, but anyway. Yeah. All right, let's get on to the bad list. Um, wow, I, I uh, mean, where, where do you? I just got just <laughs> lengthy. You know what? You don't. Go ahead, Mike. You can kick <laughs> us off. If you if you want to start with like the most obvious one, I'm going to go chronologically throughout the game, probably. But do you we'll, want to start us off? Or you got some chronological? Oh, go ahead. I, I, you I, got something to cue it up? Isaiah, Isaiah, win because I just saw a, a, another highlight package going on another monitor here. I mean, there were there were multiple. Uh, missed blocks. There was the one where he, he missed, and then he turned around and ran into his own back. I mean, it was just, it was, it would have been comical if it weren't so detrimental to the the start that the Patriots had, or lack of any kind of an offensive start. I thought Isaiah Wynn had a really rough night. Yeah, yeah. In, individually, he would be at or yeah. near the top of my list. Yep. He, and and again, they found something toward the end of the game, and that includes the offensive line. They they weren't bringing as much pressure, but let's face it. There were times when the line looked bad early on in the game where they weren't sent in the house. They were rushing four, and you know you should be able to hold your own more often than not, and that wasn't the case. So they found a little something toward the end, but I thought Isaiah Wynn had a uh, particularly bad night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to hop around here a little bit, but uh, I got to go with with the the block punt, the punt team. Um, you know, it's just it's the third third one this year, most in the NFL. Yep. Um, Jacob Johnson seemed like he was the guy most responsible for that play. Just, you know, that was, I think, the moment you realized, what row, you know, these guys, this is what they do, and and you realized it was going in their direction early. Um, That's when it went from a a slow start to a disaster. Exactly. On that play. And I I think just overall, I think the performance of the, you know, the punt team has been a little spotty this year to begin with. Yeah. and I, and I believe, I might be wrong, but I think they had another one almost blocked, too. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering that. But um, just a huge play. And special teams, you know, usually Patriots is what you count on, full team effort, winning in all three phases. And, and that was points on the board the first quarter with the punt team. Just uh, you can't let it happen. Yep. Uh, Kevin in uh, Burlington agreeing with us on that. Can we finally close the book on this waste of a first-round pick? We're not going that far. He said, I get it. He occasionally run blocks well, but – Mix that in with all of his penalty calls and missed blocks, and you got to start wondering if he's going to get Mac hurt. He tackled well tonight. Fortunately, he got Ramondre Stevenson <laughs> in the backfield. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he was bad. I'm like, listen, this is what we do. Like, when they win, yeah. we tell you how great they are, right? Yeah. He was really bad in this game. I thought he was most responsible for the offense being out of sync early in the game because he was constantly allowing pressure. That running play was almost comical. He missed his block so badly, he turned around to try to chase the guy and then ended up knocking Ramondre Stevenson over for a loss. Right. Like, he he was really bad. Yeah. Like, you can't have that play. And now the offensive line as a whole was really bad, but Wynn was the worst. All right, Paul, what do you got? Uh, I had just – oh, Did you the, say – did you already say Jakob Johnson? Or did you? No, Mike mentioned the, the punt block. That, well, that was his, and oh, I said okay. Jakob Johnson. Yeah. The penalties um, were, yeah. were, were killers yeah. tonight, and it was throughout the game. Now, this was one of the rare games that all the penalties were on the Patriots. There were very few, if any. Was there like one? Two. Two on the Colts. Um, this was – like on the first offensive series, I think they got two penalties. Um, 
Then they had, I mean, just, just think about some of the penalties that happened during the course of the game. They get a false start, Michael Owenu, on third and goal from like the two, right, in the fourth quarter. I think that was the drive that they ended up kicking the field goal instead of going to the touchdown. Uh, they had a missed field goal, Michael Badgley, offside, Huge. moves it five yards closer. He hits the second one. Uh, just like really dumb penalties, really dumb stuff. Again, another example, as Mike said, I love the, the phrase, the Colts out Patriot. You know, how did you put it? The Colts out Patriots. Yeah. The Patriots. Yeah. yeah. They, the, the Colts did what the Patriots do. They made they made the other team make mistakes. They didn't do anything. They just waited for the Patriots to make mistakes. And unfortunately, the Patriots made them all night. Yep. I had special teams down there. And that offside on the field goal was just indicative of, of the entire the night. The penalties as a whole were eight for 50 yards. Yeah, and that was, uh, was and that the Brandon King jump? That was the field Brandon goal, right? Brandon King is the one yeah. who went offside. Owenu is the one who was the false start. On a, just a routine play that all teams do, the heavy adjustment of the defensive line on a, on a goal-to-go situation. Defense has nothing to lose down there. If it's offside on the defense, you know, you're moving the ball a half a yard. You know, Whereas yeah. the offense, you go from third and goal from the one to third and goal from the six, that's a big difference. Yeah, a couple right. other to mention. Mac, delay a game. That oh, was yeah. one. Well, that's what I have. Eighty-one Matt, false start. I uh, and and you know to kind of uh, I I guess not to pile on Mac, but I have Mac Jones oh. on the list too. Oh, Mac Jones is heavily on the bad list in this game. Although he, you know, he played well at the end. Uh, you know the the penalty thing. You put that under one umbrella, but you also put it in the you know in the bullet point under Mac Jones. Uh, the the delay a game, which was on him. His even on some of the completions he oh. made early, he was throwing behind guys. Um, he was he was throwing guys into really dangerous coverage situations, and he just he wasn't making good decisions. Uh, I mean, these 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 are all throws that ended up being incomplete passes. You can see just how many people for the Colts. I mean, this is an easy pick, just dropped. The, se- uh, the second was, pick he that was he th- bad in this game. The I second pick what- that he threw tonight was m- maybe his worst decision of the night. It yeah. was just you know what you you saw it happening before he threw the ball. It was one of those split second things. Sure, easy for you to say. I'm not talking slow mo after the fact. I'm talking about as he's throwing that ball. I said, "Oh my god, but that, that that's that's going to be undercut," and the, it was the yeah. the, uh, the the sprint out to the right, jump pass back to the left that he completes on a third down. I hated. Like I didn't like really any that last throw. Again, to Hunter, <laughs> the last throw to Hunter Henry was maybe his best throw of the season. Other than that, I didn't like anything that he did tonight. And I know. There's going to be a lot of attention. Well, he he didn't win it, but he showed you he could. No, he didn't. No. No, he didn't. Yeah. He was flustered in the first drive of the third quarter when they need that, like, he was not good in this game tonight. But that's I'm not wh- telling you that's a referendum on the rest of his life. No, but like the, a lot of other people will. This is why he I, had a bad game tonight. I kind of oddly wanted something like this and felt this is what they needed because for everyone saying that this this team is a Super Bowl contender. Watch the offense for the first three quarters of that game and tell me that was a Super Bowl contending team. No, I think no the chance. offense was great in the fourth quarter. No chance. No, everything you know? felt effort, a lot of effort, everything. And that's why I, I, you know, the Colts, it wasn't necessarily pretty except for a few things, but you could just tell uh, right from the get-go that they were playing with more energy. They were fired up. They wanted this game. The, the fans up, were behind them. And, you know, it's just one of those things, and I think I, I think I might have said it about the Patriots against the Browns, where it's like it just jumps off the screen. You watch. You can see what team came to play today, and today it was the Colts that came to play. Um, and I agree about the offense. It's just as much as even when they're moving the ball, it's like 
Right. Everything it's is just, everything's a good everything line. Is a, and six for fifteen on third down. One for three on fourth down. Two for four in the red zone. They didn't do anything well offensively tonight until the game was over. Like let's 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 treat the Patriots like we treat the Patriots opponents. Right? When they do stuff in garbage time, let's call it for what it is. Garbage time. Garbage time, yeah. And 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 I'm not saying they can't contend. I'm not saying that, you know, this firmly puts them out of any No, of course not. Yeah, because they're it, it's like we were talking about in the pregame. There is no clear-cut dominant force uh in either conference this year or anyone that's saying, "Well, all right, now that's the team." So, a lot can still happen. But I think it's important for the Patriots to know and to experience firsthand that you can't play like that yeah. and and expect to be considered and and even think of yourselves as being ready to take it to that next level because as poorly as you played, you got beat by a team whose quarterback went five of twelve. The quarter, their quarterback for, did everything he could to keep you in the game, yes. and which is the only reason why you only lost by ten. By the way, right? Because if they had any kind of passing game tonight, and the plays were there, I mean, the very first possession of the game, they had Michael Pittman for a long play at the very least like a 50-yard play. Yes. I don't know if it would have been a touchdown. McCourty was coming over, probably would have knocked him out of bounds. But that's an easy, yeah. easy throw. This He's four yards behind J.C. Jackson, who for that play I had initially down, I thought he got beat a couple of times tonight and, and really didn't pay for it because Wentz just sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a wake-up call for the offense, for the defense, for the coaching staff, for a, for a coaching staff that we – Often laud as being a that now Bill Belichick is not going to let the one guy beat you. He let the one guy beat you tonight. Yeah, and it's uh, and, and, and I, I and I'd also just put in that they made a ton of mistakes and that they weren't really ready to go. You know, they were not clearly fired up and ready to counter the energy that Indianapolis came into. And you know, I, I agree with you, Mike. Like, I, I just don't think they brought the same intensity to start the game that Indianapolis did. They eventually got there, mm-hmm. but it was too late. Yep. I agree, Mike. I think that's a great point. They didn't. They weren't ready to go. Well, today. Kyle Duggar was intense when he was ripping helmets off and you know getting in fights. So that's, that <laughs> yeah, like intense. I said, like they yeah. they got there eventually, but like there was too much of this early in the game. I mean, this is nothing, nothing. Just Jonathan Taylor just carrying bodies. Yeah. Like that's. I mean, you know, we made a lot. Well, we made a lot out of Buffalo. Like, ugh, you knew they were going to run it. It couldn't stop it. Yeah, well, twenty nine for one seventy. Yeah, yeah. Take a, take away the sixty seven yarder for the touchdown at the end, and still yeah, it's twenty eight for one hundred. Twenty eight for a hundred and when three. all they were doing was running the ball every play right. of the fourth quarter. Right. Yep. So you knew it was coming, and you couldn't stop it. Learn from it. And like I said, the drive before the like. Uh, listen, yeah, I, let me. Can I set you up for that? Yeah, I'm just going to say the long touchdown. Those happen, just like yeah. the Damian Harris one last week. They happen. Go ahead. I, well, I was going to set you up for it because can I jump in on the field goal? Can I put the field goal on on the down list? The Patriots field goal. Oh, I don't yeah. know if we're ready yet, but I, it leads into what Paul was saying. Which, and I'm not somebody who kills about like the aggressive and the analytics and fourth down going for it. But I just I don't really understand the decision because you're at the Indianapolis seven. Fourth down. If you you're down by 13 points, you need two scores. So if you don't get it, they're taken right over right then, 
at the seven, you still need two scores. You kick the field goal, you still need two scores. What is the difference with that three points that maybe you could have gotten on that second possession at the end? You might have kicked a field goal to tie. Like, go for the touchdown. And I agree with Mike. And I would also I add to that, Mike, how do you feel? Like, what do you feel better about? First and 10 from the 25? Getting a three and out, or first and ten from the seven and getting a three and out. Mm. What exactly. do you think is harder? Yeah, and I don't know how much time goes off when you kick it off either. But you know, like you're, you're, well, none. It would have been a touchback. Right. You know, assuming a touchback. Still, that's why I put the yeah. ball in the twenty-five. I just, I, I, I didn't like, I didn't like the decision. I didn't hate it. Like, like Mike says, I'm not sitting here telling you, you know, that cost him the. It didn't. It didn't cost him the game. I just thought it set. I think Bill is is more than willing oftentimes to allow those situations to unfold in, in in which they have to go absolutely perfectly. Like a sequence of literally 15 or 20 plays have to all go exactly the way the Patriots want them for you to have a chance. And in that situation, you needed the three and out. Well, they ended up cranking out two first downs and taking out over five minutes yep. off the clock. Yeah, and that was what that I was, was game. Into. Yep. Like, and that's why I'm not going to sit here and tell you. Like, the game was over then. Now it's like, well, sure, if you get an onside kick or if they fumble or something funny happens, you can still win. But it's not going to happen. Like, yeah. and 12 carries on the f- 12 yards on the first carry on that on right. that drive. Right. 12. Co- and right then they, the and then they went Boom. four. Then they then they ran the ball four times 12, on you six, and got three. it. Right. Yeah. And the one thing that you can't account for. Did they get um, three first downs on that drive? Uh, after the fourth down conversion, yeah. Yeah. Wow. The, the first, one, the, the first down was a twelve-yard carry. Then it was, then they got the fourth down on that next. Okay, that so next they series. got two first downs then, and then they picked. Then up they the punted. Rest. But right. had you, had you gone for it instead of taking the field goal, the one thing that you, you you can't argue because we don't know it's rewriting history. But how does the other team respond? What do they do differently? How do they handle the pressure once they know that all of a sudden this is a one-score game and holy crap? Yeah, that, that's Bill Belichick over there on the sideline. Right, team I, that's think, won seven I think I think it would have increased. Now listen. At 20-14, to 14, the Colts can't just line up and run Jonathan Taylor. They have to try to do something different. Maybe Wentz would have thrown another one to you. Right. You know, or maybe it becomes harder to stop them because you have to play the run and the pass. I, and, I mean, again, listen, and again, you don't know, but... And you it, don't know you're going to get it either. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm using Mike's scenario because I think Mike, uh, like, put it out there perfectly. Like, okay, so let's say you don't get it. Right. Like, I think everybody's like, oh, you make it 20-14 and then you win. Well, No. Because I don't know that you're going to get fourth and goal from the seven. But if you don't get it, I like my chances of forcing yeah. a three and out. Right. Yes. Yes. Back them up on the seven. You'll get yeah. good field position. I'm, I'm I'm down twenty to seven. The other team's got to get a first down, starting at their own seven. I like my chances. Yeah. Uh, the 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 more time that passed, and even as they gave themselves a shot at it at the end, I think the more all three of us felt it would have been better for them to go for it there instead of taking the field. Yeah, I, I, that's the only tweet I put out during the game was I thought it was a, a curious decision, and I just it set up no margin for error the rest of the game, and the Patriots made a lot of errors the rest of the game. What other bads do we want to get to? Uh, Before we head over to the training room, which has also got a I just got a couple, players on it a couple little things. I mean, I think the gunner fumble, I just I really don't trust him much at all uh, with his ball handling it scares me I mean he got lucky it went out of bounds but I just again it's like it just not set ready. the early tone not ready of to like play. 
you know, and, and that was just uh, don't turn the ball over. This team preys off turnovers. You can't do it. And, you know, right off the bat, it was like, uh-oh. It's time to get Nikhil back there again. You saw he <laughs> hit that sure-handedness on that big uh, reception late. So, ma- ma- would you like to see more of uh, Nikhil back there? Nah, not really. No. no? Okay, uh, we tried I, I, I did have, okay, though. I did I have that right. on my list, uh, and I had Ramondre Stevenson's yep. fumble on my list as well. Um and you know, I I had sort of I snapped back at the. I, I, we had a caller from Canada earlier. I can't remember. I know we have two that call in regularly, and uh, I can't remember which one. Dustin it was. from Ontario. He maybe? was very concerned about Stevenson. Being able, listen, I don't think Stevenson was a problem in this game tonight. Um, they couldn't run the ball, and I think the offensive line was terrible. You know, for the most part in this game. But to the caller's point, he he fumbled. He did fumble tonight. They got it back. John o. Smith recovered it, but not good. You can't fumble. Yeah. All right, um, training room, which is uh, brought to you by Theragun. Uh, yeah, Juwan Bentley was I, the I first one. I mean, I think one. in that one's significant. I, I mean, would that say that guy so. is a is a big run stopper. I mean, that 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 one you can kind of that one that one hurt. Uh, how much I'm not sure, but yeah, that was a big one. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. That that might be significant perhaps. too because he had to leave with a concussion and uh, never came back. And Carl Davis was another one. I'm not sure if he. I don't if he know. Returned. I don't know if he came back, and I don't know what his problem was. No, yeah. I don't know and then, uh, and then the keel on that on that big play at the end, where, um, geez, Sandejo was like a. He looked. A he looks like he was okay though, because yeah. I thought he was trying to. I, I thought he looked like he was trying to get back in the game, and mm. I, I, you know, I don't know. I'd like to see that again. I didn't really see that the way they kept talking about it, but I was hoping against hope with Aguilar that it was like a chest that he just took, you know, a, a, a good pop to the it could to the be, midsection but I think, there. But I think I, they did say head, and um, I, and I think there was a moment where it looked like he had kind of gone out a little bit, and and I think you said as we were watching it, Paul, he was lucky to maintain possession of that ball oh, because he. He had a strong game. He made a couple of really difficult catches in this game. Right. Um, um, Aguilar had four for 34. Uh, you know, nothing flashy there, but um, I did think a couple of those catches were – like I just another thing. I, I didn't think Mac was very good. I, I know, thought Mac was, was getting his receivers hit all night. And, that, that's, and that's why, like, I almost was thinking about Jacoby, but, I, you know, he had a couple draws, but the ball just – it just it I wasn't at, I do think he had a chance to make a play on that deep ball early. It was a good throw, yeah. but it was not an easy catch. No, it wasn't. And they weren't, they weren't great throws, but I think Jacoby ended up with six catches on 12 targets. Yeah. I mean – but, <laughs> but look at the yards, too, like 44 yards for him, 44 for Bourne, 41, and 41 for Bolden, 34 for Aguilar. There's like – no yards. Yeah. Like nothing. Oh, I it, mean, how many third and shorts were they in? I mean, it was just, you know, everything was a That's grind. the thing. Like six or 15 doesn't sound terrible until you consider they needed like an average of like five yards on third down all night. Right. All right. Uh, thank you to Theragun. Uh, I, I've been using thank my. Thank you very much for Theragun. It's I've been awesome. I've been using my Theragun a lot lately. It's fantastic. It's the only physician created uh, percussive therapy device, releases deep muscle tensions and aches. With its uh, scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power, trusted by 250 professional sports teams, comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to Therabody.com. Get your Theragun today, starting at $199. I've seen the, I've seen them for sale in uh, golf shops recently too. Like everyone's getting on board with the Theraguns. So nice job. Well I just done. it's next to my couch all the time now. Yo, couch. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> Watch. You're watching the playoffs in the same place I am? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yo, couch. You want to step aside before we do any calls there, uh, Marie, Matt? All right, let's do that. Um, stay with us. Diet Pepsi. All right, stay with us. Uh, we'll get to we get a bunch of emails coming in, webradiopatriots.com. Calls coming up next at 855-PATS-500. 
Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by The Oker's Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. We did some things well, but we didn't do enough. And, and this time of the year, eight penalties, two turnovers, um, it's not enough to win football games. Um, you know, we made some plays, we moved the ball well. Obviously got down early, that obviously, you know, determined some things we could do, but um, thought we battled, battled hard. Just like I said, eight penalties and, and two turnovers in December is not going to win you a lot of football games. So, you know, hats off for the Colts. They're a good defense, good team. Uh, but, you know, definitely some things we got to do better. It's uh, Patriot Center David Andrews post game. And thank you to Microsoft and our partner, Microsoft Windows 11, the official operating system of the NFL. And the New England Patriots, the all-new Windows 11, is here to bring you closer to what you love, like the Patriots post-game show. Learn about all the awesome new features of Windows 11 at Windows.com. David Andrews gets a bit of a pass, got a new baby at home, sleep-deprived. So yeah. Hunter Henry, too. He still caught two touchdowns. So Yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> Stuff, what are you talking about the offensive line to pick on the center too much? You know, unless he's like, you know, no, just It's not like he sets the protection right Right. Right. <laughs> That was that was a joke. That was snark. Oh. Um, to be fair, it looked like the problems tonight were coming from the edges. Yes. Uh, I yes. would say. Yeah. Speed, Colts. I mean a lot of that toss stuff, they weren't having any of that. It's amazing. Like you don't have to be really big to play defense. Wow. And, and no, that was intentional, was intentional snark. Uh, yeah, but I'm the, you know I'm picking on the the inside linebackers for the Colts because they're so little. I'm looking looking at them. And they're strong. They can, they're attacking yeah. Stevenson. Well, like Darius Leonard's a really good player. Yeah, like he's been a really good player I since mean, he's come into the league. See, that's the things like that guys like that where you spend all week talking about him, pumping him up, and then he he does what you've been talking about the uh, whole week. Those are the guys that are real good. Uh, and the difference between tonight and the seven-game winning streak is Darius Leonard gets hurt on the first play of the game <laughs> but came back on the third play of the game. Right. Three weeks ago, he would have been out for the game. Right. It's um, not our week. 
Let's go to the phones, 855-PATS-500, where we begin with Spee and Fresno on the Patriots postgame show. Hello. Paul, I agree. It's definitely a regression to the early season flaws they had. But, um, but Hardy, um, I know you're a, you're a Lions fan, and so to you, playing in the league is basically the same as losing. But this uh, they-needed-to-lose take is totally useless. Um, I know, you know, if... If they won tonight, it wouldn't even matter to people like you who've already given the Chiefs a bye to the Super Bowl, but I don't share your loser's mentality. I think it would have actually – I would have preferred that they won. It's not good, Rob. Okay, All right, Spee. <laughs> Sounds like you're having an argument with yourself, but – Absolutely. You That's a Super Bowl contending team you saw out there tonight. They're just like the Chiefs. They're, ju- they're just as good. I've told you – I told you in the pregame show – Listen to Patriots Unfiltered. They'll tell you what the teams are around the league. The right. Chiefs suck. Right. They beat the Raiders twice, the Chargers, the, the Packers without Rodgers, Cowboys without Cooper. They suck. Uh, what do you want me to say? That if you thought you were watching a, a team worthy of uh, talking about being in the Super Bowl through the first three quarters of that game tonight, I'd love to hear from it. And uh, and and I, I do believe that there is some value in getting humbled at this point as opposed to, say, next week against Buffalo or maybe your first playoff game. No. So let, let, I want to apologize. Learn some, learn some lessons earlier as opposed to late. I want to apologize because it's it's Microsoft, right, sponsors the, yeah, uh, the yes. quote that we just had from David Andrews. Yeah. You know, our play. Um, so we missed, the, we missed the money quote. Question. What happened on the block punt? Belichick. Quote. We didn't block the guy, end quote. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bill also said we didn't do anything well enough to win, didn't play well, didn't coach well. Yeah, I caught that he also uh, opened it up with, with talking about extending sympathies to Ryan Kelly and his family. I'm still not sure what exactly happened. Well, it's, per- it's a personal situation. Personal. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't seen um, – yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what the, that situation yeah. was, but obviously Something it's significant. Yeah. Uh, Walter in Ukraine. Hello, gentlemen. Greetings from Ukraine. Tough loss. Nice comeback. Hardy, over time, you've changed my mind. When you first started doing the show, I hated you, but I must admit you've grown on me. I find myself agreeing with you more, but today was the topper. I didn't wish for the Pats to lose like you, but agreed that they were due for it. Maybe even needed a humility and intensity check or a reality check. Intensity, I think, is the word that someone else here used. After all, this was Indy's self-proclaimed. Mike, Mike and I used that. Yeah, biggest don't, game. Don't scoff at us. I no, no, I didn't want to put words in your mouth if I didn't know if it was okay. Paul or Mike. Um, uh, self-proclaimed biggest game in ten years, and obviously the Pats were not ready for the immediate intensity, speed, and the carnival atmosphere at the start. This was and, the biggest game in what? And it cost them. Uh, Indy's ten se- years. Self-proclaimed biggest game oh, in Indies. ten years. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I did see some very encouraging signs of fire and fight back in the second half for both Mac and the offense and our defense, but I hopefully they use it as a wake-up call and a motivator for the level of play they need to rise to to end the season and to start the playoffs. Didn't the Patriots beat the Colts in, like, the AFC Championship game in, like, 14? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the Colts knew they were going to lose that one. It wasn't a big game. Um that's Walter in Ukraine. Thank you, Walter. No, I'm making fun of the Colts, not Walter. Let me let me because he yes. said the Colts self-proclaimed biggest. Right, game. like right. the Colts, like the Colts are not like. No, sorry, Hardy. The Lions, <laughs> the Colts have been in the playoffs. They were in the playoffs last year. 
You notice I'm not getting personal back. I don't feel there's any need for it. This is about the team. This is, and I don't think there's any. I, I don't take any joy from this tonight, but I, I'm I'm trying to look ahead. I'm trying to set myself up for the distinct possibility, and I thought it a probability that they were going to drop one of these games on the way in. So let's do it now. We are we all decided if they're going to s- split between here and Buffalo, which one would you rather lose? Yeah, I'd rather lose none. But yes, okay. If I had to lose one tonight's the one I would have chosen. Okay. Because now you can't lose. Mm-mm. That's right. No, and it's 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 basically New England versus Buffalo for the AFC. Whoever if you, wins if out, you lose you next win. week, there is a, I would say, ninety-five plus percent chance you do not win the division. Correct. the 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 bill. Listen, the Bills are seven and six right now. I'm not penciling in wins for the Bills, just like I'm not penciling them in for the Patriots. But the Bills have at home. The Panthers, the Falcons, and the Jets. They should not lose any of those three games. Therefore, if they win next week, they're going to be the AFC East champs. Because if they tie for the division, the Bills have the, the division tiebreaker yeah. based on AFC East record. All right. But now they've lost. They're mad. They're going to refocus on the Bills and smash them, right? I would like to think so. I'd like to think so. Too. So we have a good pregame show for you. Next week. All right. Enjoy your Christmas. <laughs> That'll do it for this Patriots postgame show. No, oh, we no. can't. We can't. Ra- that's no. not how it works. I thought that was a good close. It's only two uh, hours. Th- another two hour hours. plus. Okay. Well, in that good, case, well, well, happily, we have some some uh, some calls to get us through. Yes, uh, we do have time for you, John, in Norwell. So, uh, welcome into the Patriots postgame show. It's presented by Cyber Reason. John. Right. John. John, call back if you want to. We'll go to Brady in Iowa instead here. Uh, Patriots job, post game. You're welcome. Hi, Brady. What's going on? Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. Um, <clears throat> I just want to talk a little bit about the field goal decision. Um, so, just thinking about the situation of the game, uh, there was nine minutes left, give or take you know, a few seconds. I don't know. But we had three timeouts. Our defense was heating up. You know, We were starting to come alive a little bit. I didn't totally mind it. Obviously, if we don't get the, um, you know, if we don't have the false start, we're obviously going for it there. But, you know, thinking about it, it's a little bit harder. We kick the field goal. All of a sudden, we make it a situation where there's, you know, there's nine minutes left. You know, if we if we, if we we make a defensive stop, which we didn't, we can make that, you know, we can go down the field, we can kick a field goal, we can score a touchdown rather than have to punch it in the end zone a couple times. Just curious your thoughts there. Well, I'm sure that's what Bill was thinking, and he just said he did what he thought was best for the team, which is the predictable answer to that question. Um, but I think Mike really – I think he painted the picture properly. I, I think it changed the mentality for the Colts. I thought I thought it made the Colts' job of running out the clock much easier, knowing that they had nine minutes in a two-score game. Yeah. Rather than the possibility – either way, if you don't get it, it's a two-score game. If you kick a field goal, it's a two-score game. The only way you could have changed, I think, the game pressure, is by going forward and fourth down and succeeding. I don't think there was a, I don't think there was a huge difference between being down ten and being down thirteen. Right. I don't think there's going, that big of a difference. Plus, in those you're still two. going for the win. You know, like, I mean, you get a touchdown there. You're you're a, you're a touchdown away from twenty-one twenty. Uh, I I just I. I I, I'm not one to get into these decisions and get too fired up, but this one I just I, I, I feel like it's a trade-off between basically settling for we still need two possessions and now we're basically paying for the tie if we can get a field goal 
Whereas I'll it, even give you another one. Okay, and maybe you know th- this is the difference between like two two and a half minutes. The Colts went for a fourth down and in inches on their own side of the field with a twenty to ten lead. Do they do that if it's twenty to fourteen? That's a good point. Maybe, maybe he would have. Maybe he would have. I mean, I'll give Frank Wright credit tonight. He went for it, like, I think, three times. That's Yeah, that was got him all. some That's more juice point. behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You, d- you don't know. It changes the, the tone completely. So Yeah, and that's all there. one other thing, too, I wanted to mention, Paul, that's, that's circling this because we've been talking about some of the early season mistakes and things that pop back up. I, I, I think some of the lack of clutch on the defense. You know, I think they assume oh, it's a great stop. It's a great point. You know, it's Mike. another piece of that early kind of struggle that – you know, they, they, they did give the team a little bit of opportunity with the red zone stops and stuff like that. But, you know, when you really needed that stop at the end with the five-minute drive, couldn't get Judon that one. It was big play. It was the first. Somebody stepping up and really, you know. Ma- so in the, in the, in the seven-game, let's count tonight. So it's, we're, we're just going to say the seven-game winning streak is now eight games. I, they lost tonight, obviously. but So in that eight-game stretch, this is the first time that they were losing by two scores. It's the first time that they were losing at all since week 10. They were only trailing in the seven-game win streak three times. They were trailing in the fourth quarter in L.A. They were trailing in the second quarter in Carolina, and they gave up an opening touchdown to Cleveland in week 10 and then scored the next 45 points, which is a long way of saying what Mike said. This is the first time they've had any pressure on them in a game since those first six games. Mm. And in the first six games, four out of six times, you didn't hold up to the pressure of the game. Tonight, you made it five out of seven times. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, maybe you want to say, I'll I'll give you the Chargers as a game pressure game that they held up to. Because that was a, you know, that was a close game. Even after you get the pick six, you had to get off the field, and they did. And then they got a nice drive there to to make it a ten-point game. But, that that was reminiscent of, say, the Saints game where they had a chance or the Miami yep. game where they Same. had a chance yep. um, to get off the field, it, even though you were playing, like, like especially against the Saints. I thought they played reasonably good defensively in that game. Mack killed them that day with the three picks, but the two picks especially, they had a pick six and another pick that was run back inside the 10. Um, so they really, the defense was put in a lot of bad spots that day. But after all of that, they get within a score – they were down eight in the fourth quarter. They just needed a stop, and the Saints went right down the field and scored. And that was reminiscent to me of the last ten minutes of this game. They needed a stop, and the Colts had two possessions, and they couldn't stop them. Like they took five minutes off the clock on one, and there's the Jonathan Taylor run that that iced it. Yeah, I, got, I haven't gotten a good look at this one yet. Watch McCourty. Watch M- Hightower yeah. misses the tackle, and McCourty is way out of position. Oh, whoops. Whoops. Now, and then I'm going to give McCourty a little Jackson. bit of – Yeah, and he ran away from – that's a good point, Hardy, which you wouldn't expect. Jackson's pretty fast. Um, I'm going to give McCourty a little bit of a pass because you got 11. It's 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 all 11. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's not – he's not playing traditional safety there. He's just – he's coming up oh. hell-bent for leather on that play. So I'll give him a little bit of a pass. But, I, listen, I said it. I said it at the time, and I said it at the beginning of the show. There's not that much difference between what Jonathan Taylor did tonight to what the Patriots did to Buffalo two weeks no, ago. No, and I saw somebody tweeted out a comparison, which was kind of striking, really, about, you know, Wentz had five passes. I wish I could find the tweet, but it was perfectly kind of lined up. I mean, it was essentially the same the same games. 
Uh, here it is. Patriots beat Bills throwing three passes and running for 222. Colts beat Patriots completing five and running for 226. Kind of, kind of crazy. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly. Now I, I would say that it's a little different because the Patriots had to play conventional defense for the most part. What I'm comparing to Buffalo is the fourth quarter when it was apparent those last two drives that Wentz wasn't going to throw it again. They're just going to run it, and you couldn't stop them. Um, I don't follow Bill Simmons on Twitter, so uh, I don't know if this is uh, something he regularly does. I've seen a quote tweeted a lot tonight, though. Uh, his tweet from 48 minutes ago, tough Pats lost, too many mistakes, and Wentz was just too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, and people are losing their minds in the replies. And tell me, tell me you didn't watch the game without telling me you didn't watch the game. Are you serious? Is that- Can I? obvious troll job which i don't is this I, something i, he I does? can't believe that anybody oh i don't know if it's something he does okay. but i mean it's pretty obvious that that's well there sarcasm there are now 287 people who it, feel differently but they're it. all like making fun of him as opposed to laughing with him um once was nothing but a game manager in this game that's from lori um went through for 57 yards did you even watch the game oh yes it's people. it's unbelievable it's, uh, uh, that's unbelievable all right, let's go to Cole in Hawaii on the Patriots postgame show. Hello, Cole. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? All right, so I was so I was going to talk about that fourth down <clears throat> um, in the end. Yeah. When um, right after the the Michael and Manu, um, yeah, called yep. false start. So as you guys were talking about, if they had gone for it and gotten that that touchdown, right? Um, I I feel like they would have had a much higher chance. Of getting that touchdown, especially with, I mean, if you go back and look at all the touchdowns that Hunter Henry's had, they've all been, you know, seven yards, eight yards, six yards, like all right in that that range. And it seems like, like even his two other touchdowns, they were eight yards, right? So, do you think if they had gone for it, they would have gone to um, like Hunter Henry, or they would have ran it? Like, what do you think um, they would have done had they chosen to go for it? Go to Hunter. This is what was working. I, but I just I would have liked to try because even if you don't get it, you're two scores down. They're going to take the ball right over again, right where you are, and and you get a chance to to stop them deep in their own territory. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm with you, Cole. I would have gone for it, and you know certainly Hunter Henry would have made sense. Yep. Honestly, I, I was sitting here like yelling at my at my tablet, like go for it, go for it, go for it. <laughs> try that next time. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. <laughs> you, you don't know until you try. I wish it did. I wish it did. Yell yeah. louder next time. Uh, Brandon in Atlanta on the Patriots postgame show. Hello, Brandon. Hey, what's up? Um, uh, there's echo. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm just really, uh, you know, I, like I say, every time we lose, I appreciate y'all because uh, I really need these to get me through these losses. Um, the, the almost comeback kind of makes me feel better, but I mean, still, it's 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 unfortunate. But um, I, I really think i wanted to touch on a few things so i really think that we we dodged two bullets by um derrick henry and nick chubb not playing because Mm -hmm. i think this would have been the same result with with them that we just had with jonathan taylor and um that might be a big picture takeaway from this game that's a really good point brandon yeah and uh i'm worried about the buffalo game just because on paper, and obviously you play on the field. The um, Buffalo has a, a better team, like like Hardy said. They they are 
for the most part, you know, if you if you know football and you looking just on paper, yeah, they're a better team. And we don't really have home field advantage because we've lost a lot of games at home this year. So I, I'm just worried hmm. about that. But I'll stress out over that over the week. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not going to focus on that tonight. Yeah, and you know also, what, Brett? Okay, I'll uh, go ahead and finish, Brandon, because you said something interesting, oh, too, about home field. But yeah. go ahead. Right. My, uh, I have a theory. Uh, maybe it's conspiracy theory. Call me crazy. I think the Chargers lost that game on purpose to the Chiefs because we beat them badly last year we beat them this year and i think they did it out of spite that's my story wow Wow. all right brandon thanks for the call uh yeah there's a different good call there's a different there's a brandon staley is into advanced analytics so i don't don't know yeah the the percentages said that they have a better chance of going to new england as in a three six matchup that's what he did. Yeah. Uh, play the and not kicking any field goals. Not even going to bring a kicker. There's a difference between having a true home field advantage and not having and a home field disadvantage. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So the, the Patriots may not have a true home field advantage like other teams do or to the same extent, especially when you base on their home record this year. But uh, all things being equal, yes, they'd rather be at home. But they played well on the road tonight. You know, tonight is the outlier so in terms of of how they've handled themselves and and it was really it, it was kind of startling to see Mac get uh, I think put off by the It's the first time I've seen him rattled. Yeah, rat He I thought he was visibly rattled tonight. Uh, he was st- He kept fighting. Visibly I'm not saying I'm not taking that away from him. He didn't quit. Visibly rattled and then on the sideline after after that first pick and again after uh, he was he was kind of in shock. <laughs> this one you catch yeah. that angle. Oh, and and man, you know what? Man. Like it's Listen, to go 6-1 and one on the road, I don't care who you're playing. That's really impressive. It's not easy to win games in the NFL, and it's certainly not easy to win them on the road. And they went 6-1 and one so far, right? But can we also say, like, if they had the home schedule that they've had mm-hmm. on the road, that they would have, like, five lot you know what i mean like they would have lost all those games on the road like they would have lost to the buccaneers sometimes it just Tampa, comes yeah. down to who you play and yeah. where yeah like does anybody think that when they lost to tampa and dallas that if those games were on the road that would have been the difference they would have won them no like so to suggest <laughs> like to suggest, well they haven't played well please Paul. Like, <laughs> like they haven't played well at home so i don't know how much that matters and i'm not pick like the, i know that that's not what brandon was saying no. like i'm but i have heard a little of this um this like sort of mentality like how important is the buy how important really is it because they haven't played well at home well when you're playing in the playoffs you're going to be playing against a team that's good because they're all good all the playoff teams are in the AFC are going to be good. You might see this team again, right? So, obviously, you'd rather play at home. Absolutely. Like, I don't want to go back to Indy. I don't want to go to Kansas City or to I Tennessee. I don't want to go to L.A. <laughs> I don't want to go to L.A. Like, you lose next week, you're probably going to go somewhere in the first round. Like, that's how quick it can change. Yep. Right. You went from having a bye in the first round to being on the road in the first round if you lose next week. Yeah, kind of interesting. Matt Jones uh, at the podium now saying didn't have a great week of practice. The energy was kind of low. I that hate, reflects I hate that. how we played. I, can I tell you how much that this is a, a comment that I get after almost every loss. We didn't practice well this week. Please. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. 
Tell me that beforehand. I don't know. We struggled to practice this week. But going back to you know when they were the top seed in the AFC and the best record in the AFC, and that, that, that did that feel more authentic than this feels now, where it's a team that's kind of on the bubble and you're you're in a fight uh, for the division and a fight for seeding in the AFC, or did it feel more authentic when the Patriots were the number one seed in the conference? Which well, uh, which. Well, which I mean, feels more I, realistic. I mean, I mean, probably then, just because you had certain things that you certainly believed about that team, like with Tom Brady and who. No, that no, no, team no. Was. I'm talking this season. Oh, this season. This oh, sorry, season. I got you. Say so. Say it again, then. So, a couple of weeks ago, Pats are the number one seed in Do you the feel AFC. Different now, no. no. Did what feels more authentic? This, 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 this is what they are, and that, that, is, and that's why you know not to. I mean, unfortunately, I picked the score tonight. I mean, I, I thought they were going to lose. Um, not not necessarily because brag. no uh, <laughs> you know what that's a bad job by us Paul not yeah, recognize we should have given him his props it's a, Deuce correctly he, predicted the outcome down to the score I have it written down you Mike, go back you, Mike you take your bows because yeah. uh, like listen it doesn't happen it often. doesn't happen no I, I didn't, it didn't feel good I didn't feel good and I got I plenty of Twitter but like, everybody but, knows everybody knows that you didn't want them but to lose I didn't think that this you know I just like you said I, I, I have a lot of respect for who they are and the kind of team they become but I didn't think that they were the number one seed going to run the table and run everybody like they are a team that's still figuring themselves out a little bit right. to some extent even as much as they have figured themselves out and I just don't see how you can look at the win streak and who they played and how those games unfolded and not see, hey, if a team does this to them and they get the takeaways, it could easily flip-flop on you. And that's what I think happened tonight. I don't know how they're going to bounce back against the Bills next week. I know that now their backs are kind of against the wall again. Maybe this is a familiar feeling to them. Hopefully it spurs a much better effort uh, in the game. And, you know, you can see it coming back home. They've been away for a while. It feels like they haven't played here in forever. So. Sanders says this is uh, feels like the worst Patriots game I've watched since the Kansas City game in 2014. <laughs> Which I don't. Wow, what about the Detroit? The Detroit loss. Was yeah, that, a, that, that was, was a that was bad. How about Dallas in Week Six. <laughs> See, I, I think I think Kansas City was was worse because there was never any hope. You had you know Brady out of that game much earlier than any other game I remember seeing him in. I mean, it was done. That game was over. That game was was finished at. Yeah, at I just time. watched the um, the latest um, episode of the Man in the Arena, mm-hmm. and that was the that's the 2014 one, and that's that that game gets obviously a good amount of attention. That Kansas City game, and it was it was every bit as bad as you remembered it. They couldn't stop the run. Like Jamal Charles, I think oh. it was Jamal Charles, uh, just yeah. running all over them. It, oh. it is funny though. Nile like Davis. I used to, I used to say, like even when they get dominated, they never really get blown out. Yeah, like, that was and that was a rare time that they got blown. And out. And that was one of those rare times. But I feel like tonight, like tonight was one, was one of those. They kind of got dominated, they but they found really a way to out. not get blown out. They found a way to stay in the game, even though, like I said, and there's going to be a lot of this this week. People will be making fun, like. They never got the ball down a score. So they never had a chance to win the game. Right. Like, they never got the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead. Right, right. Uh, that was after that Kansas City game. That was the start of the Brady and Decline era on uh, over on your station there, Paul. <laughs> I love that guys. he's calling My it station your station. is your station, <laughs> hi-ho. <laughs> That's perfect for that chair, though. Hi-ho. That's exactly <laughs> your channel. Addison and Fresno. So I was wrong. 
While this loss may not technically end this season, it definitely feels like the Patriots lost any shot at going to the Super Bowl, which I foolishly allowed myself to believe they could do in the first place. I understand in comparison to the beginning of the season, the expectations, but ba, 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 ba. I'd also like to apologize to Eric. Uh, that was mean, but correct. I must admit, having called in just a few times, it was nerve-wracking. I uh, give him props for being able to go on the air. Um, Addison, this is where I feel like I'm actually more positive where I say, no, I, I, I kind of... makes you a contrarian. I, no, I, I, I borderline wanted this for the team, but at, at the very least, I'm accepting of, of a loss at this point in the season because I'd rather have it now. Rather have it now. Now I'm all in. I'm pushing all the chips in on Buffalo a week from tomorrow. I just think if you... And I know that what your, your point is, and you're right. You know, if you're looking at it realistically, you're, you're watching this team week in, week out, and you're like... They're, they're playing really well, and they're finding a way to win all these games, but they really don't look like a Super Bowl team to me, which is okay. Like, I don't think anybody thought in August this was a Super Bowl team. So, like, it's not like, well, man, that's a disaster. They're not a Super Bowl team. So you look at it that way, and you say, oh, okay, it's not, not the end of the world. But then you look at it from the other perspective, and you're like, well, why not them? Like, it's a year that clearly doesn't have that team that has that Super Bowl look. Right. Because I would agree with some of the naysayers on Kansas City. They have not looked Super Bowl caliber. We all know they're capable of a higher level. And that's in the back I think that's in the back of all of our minds. But if you could just find a way to continue winning and get that first round by, you say to yourself why not? I only have to win one game to get the AFC Championship. I'm at home for two, two wins. And I can get to the Super Bowl, and I think that's what's disappointing because you had a chance to to get there. Now, this is not a fluke loss tonight. This was a team that they played that was pretty good on the other side. By the way, don't don't let yourself think that the Colts did everything. The Colts couldn't throw the ball. The Colts made plenty of mistakes in this game. The Patriots just made a lot more. I, I think if Carson Wentz was anywhere near as good in this game as he's been for the other games, the other 13 games, the Patriots could have had the Mike blowout that he's talking about. He could not throw the ball where he wanted to throw it tonight. And uh, that's and that allowed the Patriots to stay in the game. Uh, Pat and Agawam up next on the Patriots postgame show, presented by Cyber Reason. What's going on, Patty? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you feeling? You okay? Yeah. I mean, a bit crappy loss, good, what are going to do? Um, I'll tell you what, um, to me... I'll tell you when the game when the game was lost, and I'll uh, get to something else too. But to me, the game was lost when they were driving down fourteen to nothing, and Mac throws the pick. Because who knows how the game plays out after that? But if it plays out the way it did, you have a chance to win the game. You know, instead of being a score behind yeah, after it was, scoring the last. It was sev- it was seventeen to nothing when that happened. But I, I agree with you. I thought that was an oh, yeah. enormous play late in the half to not get points on that drive. Um, you know, knowing you're getting the ball to start the second half, if you score there, 17-7, even if it's 17-3, but 17-7, you got the ball coming out second half, changes the complexion. That was a big, big red zone pick. I agree with you, Patty. And next week, if regardless of what the final score is, if they come out the way they came out this week, oh. they're going to get beat. Oh, bad. Oh, that's... I, I think that goes without saying. I mean, Josh Allen, you, you, you saw what he can do in, in crunch time. If he smells blood in the water early and there is 
you know, sloppy football going on on the opposite side of the ball there. He's going to take advantage of that a lot. I, I I think they have more ways to take advantage of that than the Colts did tonight. The Colts had one way really to take advantage of it, and that's all they needed. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I mean I'm mean, i assuming it's going to be a different weather game, but it's going to be you're actually going to see maybe a team that can throw and in the conditions and you know what does that bring i mean is this a right. whole nother can of worms that we're about to open against buffalo mm-hmm. or is this under control and this will help them get in order but i you know it's not like they can walk into the buffalo game and be like we really gotta stop the run again it's it's not really what the game plan is going to call for uh stefan in germany says uh surprised to see a belichick coach team coming out of a bye week play terribly sloppy football for three quarters well you heard him say they had a bad week of practice can I just so. – I have a, a very minor nitpick that uh, it, it's it's sort of annoying me how much credit the Patriots are getting for how well they played in the fourth quarter. Okay. They didn't. Like, their defense wasn't good in the fourth – their defense was excellent in the third quarter, but it wasn't great in the fourth quarter. And they had an enormous penalty, a sloppy big penalty in the fourth quarter that went from third and goal from the two to third and goal from the seven, which ultimately when that play fails – forces you to well not forces you but led to you kicking a field goal instead of trying to get within a one score with a touchdown like those plays happen in the fourth quarter those are the same plays that happened in the first three quarters i agree i agree they did not play well in the fourth quarter they gamely continued to fight till the end yes that i will say 100 percent. and they made a couple of plays paul and it's like we were talking about earlier deuce brought up how the offense looked like it was just such a struggle to get anything going they had a couple of plays that didn't look like it was such a chore to pick up yards in the fourth quarter. And that's, I mean, when you're watching it and you've got a certain feeling about the way a team is moving the ball, they moved the ball a couple of times. It wasn't effortless, but it wasn't the it, it, it wasn't the, I mean, the, the grind that it was for the other parts right. earlier in the game. And I think that's Aside why people... the 43-yard bomb to Harry... Everything else is exactly what the Colts wanted you to do. They wanted you to go 15, five, you know, 10, 15 yards at a time, run clock. We're going to have Taylor run clock on our side, and you don't have enough time to catch us. That's what the Colts wanted. The one play they made was the, the deep ball to Harry, and, and that allowed them to get, I think it was 43 yards, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, th- yes. I mean, obviously the, the, Colts, Harry, the yeah. Colts didn't want this this play to happen and, and give, you know, give um, Harry and, and Mac credit. For, for making a play there when they, they had to. But, th- like I said, they never got the ball down a score. They never put any pressure on the Colts. Yeah, they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. That's a little deceiving because the, the first seven happened on the very first play of the quarter. That drive started in the third quarter. Um, just not good all around. Um, Caesar says, uh, before the back-breaking touchdown run, Jonathan Taylor had 28 carries for 101 yards, Averaging three point six per carry. Yeah, you dominated the game, though. On paper, right? I, and he says, on paper that looks good for the Pats D. However, watching the game, I felt like he was running all over the Pats D. He what was. Are your, what are your thoughts? Because again, you're talking about averages. It's not like he got three point six every time. Yeah, they stuffed him a couple of times, but oh, he oh, had, they the, had a couple of tackles for losses. Right. Like he had like 110 yards and then went back to 103. Right. It was. It was the plays where he would hit the line pick up his two or three, and then fall down for four more yards. It was those plays. What did you think of Ramondre Stevenson in Buffalo? 
I mean, I, he was good. I, I think he had some some very positive ends, runs at the end. There were some others that, but I mean, they ran it a ton. So I, I think, think it was like be twenty. Some, yeah, it's going to like twenty seven for seventy five or something like good. that. He was good. He was excellent. Yeah. He controlled. He controlled the third quarter when they were running the ball into the wind. That yeah. I mean, that he averaged drive, he averaged he three was, yards a carry. Yeah, but he was controlling the game, and that's what Jonathan Taylor did tonight. Uh, Zach and Freiburg wants to know if there's going to be any other supplemental discipline for uh, Duggar after his uh, ejection from the game. Tonight. I, I I thought that whole play was was odd. I I thought, I, I frankly I wonder if Kyle Van Noy will have anything coming to him because I thought he started the whole thing. Yeah, it looked like he had a, a a a role in that that was not picked up by the officials. And I thought this was odd to to. To, to throw guys out of the game for this. Um, I didn't think either one of them deserved to be ejected. Um, and I really thought the Patriots were fortunate to get offsetting penalties here. Um, but, you know, whatever. I mean, for, for all that we, uh, you know, get on the officials, and rightly so a lot of the time, in a situation like this, and, you know, it goes to New York and they're looking at it, you know, they're, they're trying to keep the game moving a little bit. They don't want to stop it for an undue amount of time and dissect something that is not a football play. That's something that... Oh, look at that. Like, ends that up being cheap a- shot by Van Noy that just completely went untaught. Like, no one even mentioned it. Yeah. Um, except for everybody on Twitter. <laughs> but, um, like, he pushed him right into... Du- like, Duggar, I don't think, was trying to do that with his helmet. Like, because Van Noy pushed him into him... His head went down, and that's when, like, like, like right here is just like a regular, okay, personal right. fouls each side. Now, like, Van Noy just buries him, and then yeah. um, Duggar ends up ripping his helmet off. I, I was very surprised that Pittman got the same penalty that Duggar did. As a re- you know, I, 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 I think thought Pittman there was, was too. <laughs> yeah, I thought there was more. Wi- I mean, li- listen, the, the, the Colts got the calls tonight. Like, I'm not suggesting that. They got not saying that there was good, bad, or di- look at that. Like that's a great shot of it right there. Like the push by Van Noy starts this whole. Look at that. Like that's unbelievable. It's a left. Came in with a left, and that's like right in the back. Like, like at least Van. Like, like Duggar is is squared up with the guy. They like uh, Pittman and Duggar. They know Pit- what they're doing. You see, hit uh, Pittman's head. Yes. Yeah. Go back from back the whiplash of getting pushed by Van Noy. Back. And to the left. CJ in Baltimore, Patriots post game presented by Cyber Reason. Hello, CJ. Hey, how, how are you all doing? And, and this was a kind of a tough loss for me. Like I, I like uh, just a. I, I do thank you for having the show because it allows me to like process everything. Us too. Um, one thing I wanted, uh, just a, a, a few things. The one's a question about future shows. Um, is there anything that that they can do to? just better the running game because uh, uh, that was just depressing yeah i was a little surprised that they didn't they didn't have a little bit more success i mean overall things are just disjointed but i mean i do think as as much as like individually i don't know if if you know damian harris is is like the answer but i think together they're a good group and it gives you a chance to try different things they didn't really have a, a you know a, a someone else to go to it was kind of stevenson yeah. or bust and i think once they got away from it they got down quick and then it was all right it's a different game now it's not really a stevenson game it's a bolden game it's a throwing game so i think the way the game unfolded had had part to do with and it. that's the big part of it all week i was talking about if the patriots were to shut down jonathan taylor in this game it will be because the patriots get a big lead and they won't be able to run jonathan taylor 20 plus times yeah. well that's i mean listen give the colts credit they shut down stevenson early but how many times have we seen that the Patriots maybe don't jump out of the gates, you know, ripping off big runs? 
but you know they they stick with it and they eventually start grinding away and uh, by the third and fourth quarter those you know those two yard runs become seven yard runs well they couldn't do that tonight because they were down three scores and you can't just keep running Stevenson you know down you know down all of that uh, at the time so right. um, I I think that was a big part of it but give give Indianapolis credit that's what their game plan was same game plan as everybody else yeah. only they 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 succeeded yeah and I and I do think I got to say I give I give Indianapolis credit because you know I always give the Patriots credit when they're able to you know pull out these wins and by playing together and not beating themselves and making the little plays here and there and that's exactly what the Colts did good tonight. good highlight clips right here too um that the peeps in the truck are doing. I'm going to call it the truck, even though it's just the other room. Um, <laughs> and uh, when they kept trying to run wide, I, I, I thought that that was sort of an error um, because I think the, the the strength of the Colts' defense is the speed, not necessarily the power. Right. I thought they funneled things to the outside really well tonight. Um, I thought they did a good job um, in pursuit. And uh, yeah, listen, I, I, I'll say it again: give Indianapolis credit. They said they they needed to to shut down the run and put the game in the rookie quarterback's hands. Mission accomplished. There's another yeah. wide run right there. Sure helps when you block a punt for a touchdown. Oh no, the, like know, that was huge. Like, no, that was huge. <laughs> no, I, mean, I know. I I'm know. talking about the Colts' defense, that. not the Colts' offense. Yeah, it wasn't just like we can't run, we can't run. Um, CJ Bentley, for, by the way. Thanks for the call, CJ. Yeah. Juwan Bentley just tweeted, uh, "More glory to the man above." Uh, you know, I know that we make a lot of those things, and sometimes you you can like. After the Buffalo game, I think um, yeah, Adrian Phillips. Adrian who we said, Phillips "No, I said, always do that," he, and he did. He did yeah, it tonight. He did I, it saw tonight. It, I saw it tonight. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, you don't want to read too much in it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, go to Charlotte, North Carolina. Talk with uh, Craig on the Pulse Game Show. Hi, Craig. Hey, how's it going? Can you guys hear me? Oh yeah. All right, great. Hey, um, dude. I've been listening to your, your predictions all year. Don't beat yourself up too much for getting this one right. <laughs> I've been right all year. So, uh, I thought it was a funny, but I mean, it's like, it's just, it's lucky, but it was kind of funny. Um, it, it was a tough, tough game to predict how this was going to turn out. Um, I, I had a, a kind of a question for you. Um, the, um, the, the pot had uh, a lot of opportunities um, I'm so sorry uh, I'm breaking up here a bit that's alright Craig call back uh, get a better line and uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll be here yeah, we'll we're be not here. going anywhere alright we'll go to George in Illinois George go ahead thanks for joining us on the post game show presented by Cyber Reason what's up George hey I know you guys talked about the, the penalties and the times where we shot ourselves in the foot for this game but how concerned are you guys that those self-inflicted wounds will con- will also kill us next week against Buffalo. Whew. I mean that's I hope not, you know. I mean, I, I mean look, they've it, been good lately. Yeah, it'll good. it'll be it'll absolutely kill you. It'll kill you against any team uh, yeah. or most any team, especially but those kinds of penalties, the false starts, the pre-snap stuff, that can't happen. That that's something to where uh, you know when it, when it comes down to coaching, it's something that we just take for granted and have taken for granted so often and for so many years in New England that it's uh it's something that you you don't spend any time worrying about, like ball security, things like that. Okay, that's that is either you know personnel decisions, who's going to get the ball, who has more tendency to fumble, things like that. But you know the penalties, the self-inflicted stuff. That's something you just yeah, you jump offside on a field goal, right? You, you have a false start on third and goal from the two. 
Um, it reminds me of Nikhil Harry being back there. It's like, do you really have to coach a guy not to chase after right. a, you know a, right. a, a punt? It's like, do you really have to coach up a team? Yeah, Whatever like, you do, don't jump offside it's here. Like and you really give him had to tell Costanza that it wasn't okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, on, you know, Is was that, that wrong? <laughs> like, I have to, I have to have like a coaching point. Like John o. Smith, it's it's like second and wrong? one from the eight. I'm gonna, you know, not. You probably don't want to have a false start here. Yeah, that's. I mean, stuff like that, George. Yes, it'll be it'll be catastrophic against Buffalo next week. Do I think they have to spend a lot of time working on it this week? Boy, I hope not. I hope it's something that just kind of goes without saying. They look at the film, they address it once, and say, "Guys, do I even have to say it? Thank you. Let's move on." You just you're not you're not talented enough to overcome that many mistakes. Like you have to play your game and. You know, that's and this that's is what, what people have been talking about with Kansas City. Like Kansas City has been doing this stuff this whole time and they keep winning. And that's why people think there's another gear that the Chiefs might have. Like one of these weeks, they're not going to turn it over twice. Yeah. They're not going to commit four holding penalties to short circuit drives, you know, and then what? I mean, they, they, they generally find a way to score, you know, 25 or 30 points every game. What's going to happen when they stop shooting themselves in the foot? Yeah. Which, they, even against the Chargers, they did it again with two more turnovers. Right. Uh, email here from Scott. Was Gunner really the best option to throw the ball to on that fourth down to end the game? I get that Henry was out, and I believe Aguilar was too, but Gunner Olszewski? Yeah. The, not ga- to, the not game was Hunter, over, right? Not to Hunter or Myers? <laughs> Gunner? Uh, yeah, it's, it's over when it's over, though. I mean. Right, uh, yeah, it was over. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, we will uh, end the post game show. Just kidding. Just taking a quick break, and uh, we'll come back. We have more calls. We have more emails to get to. We certainly wouldn't uh, end things without thanking Cyber Reason. Uh, great defenders don't just play in the field, they're also protecting your company and data. Cyber Reason on a mission to end ransomware and keep your business undefeated against cyber attacks. Learn more at cyberreason.com slash ransom. It all starts now. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by the Oak Company celebrating 100 years of service and support. That looks awful. Football's back and it's time to go big. Pepsi pull pork sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. An active lifestyle means you never stop moving. That's why only Theragun devices are designed to release your body's deepest muscle tension so you can do the things you love. You only have one body. Make it a Therabody. 
Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. That's great, Miho. With the baby coming, you that money. Wa- in our lessons! <laughs> it's like I'm watching the movie. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Making money! Uh, join us, 855-PATS-500, or email webradio at patriots.com. Happy to entertain both and continue right now, thanks to Bose. Proud to be the official sound and official headphones of the New England Patriots and the NFL. Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds. Rule the quiet. Learn more at Bose.com. Let's talk to Robin in Florida. Robin on the Patriots postgame show, presented by Cyber Reason. Hi, Robin. Hey, guys. You know, my opinion on this whole thing is just just let Mac be Mac. I mean, he won a national championship. What have you done, Bill, in the last couple of years? Nothing. Let, let Mac be Mac. That's like, right. How so? Just let just let Mac be Mac. What? Well, how so? What did you want him to do? What did you want? Like, what, why the baby? Why the baby? What was the just baby? Let Mac do Mac thing. What was the He's baby? Won a national championship. Okay, I, I heard. I know that Mac won the national championship. Bill has won six Super Bowls, so we, we we don't have to compare so resumes because they don't compare. What What did he do to not let Mac be Mac? The babying. Just take the diapers off. The diapers. Okay, off. can can you give us an example tonight of the babying? Just take the diapers off. Okay. What is okay. the what what diaper is on? If we lose, we lose. What can you give me an example tonight? Just one example. Of the diaper being on because the quarterback cost you the game early. He was off. So much running, running, just running. yeah. Okay, all right. Just air it out, just air it out. Yeah, there we go. okay. Thank you, Robin. Let Matt cook. Mm. Uh, let's. Uh, the quarterback was awful at the start of this game, and he was as big a reason as any as, as to why you were behind. Let's see how you play with uh, you're being forced to wear a diaper. He won a national championship, Paul. They should let Mac be Mac. Yeah, we're, we're comparing resumes between Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. But how many national championships has Bill Belichick won in the last? Like a gazillion? I, I, <laughs> he doesn't want to. If he wanted to, he could. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> oh. pro. They got to take the handcuffs off. Let him go out there and be the gunslinger. See if he see if he can get two more receivers killed in the next game. That was a nice interception, though. I, you got to oh. give the Colts guy credit, man. Oh my he God, what a grab! Jumps. Now, I mean, he ju- he jumps the route, but you saw it unfolding. I saw it unfolding as this happening. He made a great catch, but that there's no way that ball was being completed. Forty six passes and nineteen runs. Uh. Di- diapers, <laughs> diapers. Uh, Evan in Denver, what's going on, Evan? Hey, fellas. Hey. Hey. So, I, all three phases of the game looked completely inept tonight offense defense special teams they all looked completely horrible and i i just want to know how you come and i know the colts were in the same boat but how do you come off a bye week and look so inept in all three phases against the colts yeah just flat too i mean it's just the i mean they talked a lot about the practice week and like i get annoyed with that only because they always tell us actively. They always tell us when they win, you know, what a great week of practice was, and when it lo- when they lose after, you know, we find out how bad it was. That it's just an annoying thing, but it's probably accurate. Like they probably didn't practice as well as they have been. I don't know why that is, but it, I mean, it, it's it, it's it's hard to figure these things out. You know, I mean, it's a game played by humans. They played 
much more uh, like they did in the first six weeks than they have the last seven they played tonight. All right, Evan. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it's it. It's a tough one because he's right. Evan's right. They they were not good on, on any of the phases. Like even, you know, you're looking at defensively, you know, the the, the numbers defensively are going to be solid. Like 275 yards, um, really only 20 points. The, the, the points, you know. And, and you're, you're absolutely – I was thinking about that as the game was unfolding before that last touchdown. It's like, really, it really only 17 points because they gave him a field goal without even giving up a first down. Right. You know, and, you know, the field position and all that. Okay, all right. Yeah, that, not, a ton, not a ton on the defense. You still allow the one guy yep. on the Colts offense to beat you, and he's the, he's the only guy. And he did. He's, and two two for guy. ten on third down. He's a good guy. Which is he's good numbers, but then you add in the three for three on fourth down, it's like five for ten on third down. Yeah, the fourth down. But I mean how the fourth down was all like what a yard less. Well, they, they were all, all inches. All but short, that's right? my point. Like so yeah, yeah you, you stopped him inches short of the first down on those third downs. You know, close enough that I believe well, at least two of them. I think all yeah. three of them were from the, the cold side of the field. Can we can we mention too the uh the passes up the seam continue to be a, a trouble area yeah. for, for Mac Jones. That's, that's just – we talked about it this week, and it started in training camp. It was just balls in danger, throwing up the seam. A couple tonight, I just – you know, I haven't really – I can't really remember the last time I saw him actually hit a seam pass. You know, it's just they're always hairy, hold your breath. Bunch of guys are holding him, and and you know, and then the other, the interception yeah. to the outside too. That was, I mean, not up the seam. But how about this fourth down that that was showing the, the quick yeah, sprint? I'm not out. sure what was going I don't, on. That there. play had no chance. No, not sure what was going on there. Uh, Eldred in North Carolina, our friend Eldred. What's going on, my my my? Hey, my, fellas. My uh, like I was telling man, I mean. so late. I got to wear a uh, confound coach jersey for a week now. Oh so, no! So for eight years, oh no! I had to wear a Patriots for a week. <laughs> that, that sucks. Is it at least a Jonathan Taylor jersey? I yeah. hope. Well, the worst part is that you're uh, a grown man no. and you have he to wear a jersey. He got a compound paid man. Oh no! He, he doesn't even play there anymore. Is he a Bronco? You yell at me. Yeah, but he got. A, but he's he's a paid man fan. But uh, <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm with you, Deuce. No. You know I'm surprised that we got this far and we play off whatever the first seed. But they're not a Super Bowl team to me uh, because of. The offense and uh, rookie quarterback and uh, like they said in in, in the pre uh, the preview of ESPN, Michael Irvin and Stephen Smith, they said we're gonna see if, if they can put back put the team on his shoulder and win the game. He did in the first three quarter, but he showed them something in the fourth quarter. But like Stephen Smith said, when you get behind like this because they play the same game plan against us, we don't have that go-to guy, that go-to wide receiver that's at 80-20 ball. Not to fit 80-20. He said, because our receivers, they like puppies. They get goats uh, when, when you really need them. If you got to come from behind, you never win a shootout. you never win one. And I said, I've been saying that for about a week now. More than weeks, you know. But then again, like I said, we uh, I hope we uh, we beat Buffalo, but I'm just, just thinking. <laughs> Offense needs a lot more help, even though Matt is a rookie, which everybody got taken, but he's a promising rookie. And I hope nobody, you know, like like I said, just don't scar him the wrong way, but give him, uh, give him confidence going forward. That's what I hope. Yeah, uh, and Eldred, it's it's a good point because you know we talked about that earlier on in the season when the when the Pats face the Jets and Zach Wilson throws four picks, and you know we talk about how that can really scar a quarterback. I don't think Mac is going to be happy, and he didn't look happy on the sideline tonight. 
I don't know that this game is enough to scar him and damage him, though. It was a bad game. Oh, I think he's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. I think I. I don't. I, he's shown a lot of resilience. I. I like. I. I, I don't worry about that. As I, bad I as I started like the show, like that's a given to me. The Patriots' toughness, and and I put Mac Jones in that category. I. Yeah. He's shown me enough that he's he puts bad plays behind him and moves on. He didn't play well tonight. No. He didn't play even as well as his numbers would show that he played. Yeah. But I don't worry about him bouncing back because he's mentally scarred from his bad night tonight. Yeah, no, I, I and, and I am with you on all that, Paul. I and I just I think that this was a good night for Mac just to learn and to go into this kind of environment and see how things can go, you know, when they don't go perfect and you're all of a sudden fighting it and your mistakes compound and I mean I think it was a little bit of a taste for him seeing I mean I, uh, he has fought even when they've been down before but I just think overall taking kind of an ass beating in Indy it's all right if you believe in Mac Jones as the quarterback for the foreseeable future this is the kind of game that that he's going to learn a lot from and, and take forward uh Cassie and Philly writes in hey guys been listening to uh PU and the post game show for a while tonight it was my first time listening to the pregame social looks <laughs> like someone got their Christmas wish <laughs> I get that getting a loss before the playoffs might help them in the long run, but this game was painful to watch. I agree. That was painful. Uh, I guess uh, better the Colts than the Bills. That said, love the show. Hope you have a great Christmas, Cassie and Philly. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I really felt like the, the 07 team could have used a loss. Like that. That's a team that like I think that would have been nice for them Like to lose one of those games. Certainly like, in retrospect you know, when you find out like some candid comments from players – after the fact of how much pressure they felt, yeah, certainly they could have used a loss that but, team. Right, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully this relocks them in on. I, I just, I wouldn't have been. I, I did not expect them to be as unprepared, for lack of a better word, as they were tonight. Uh, we have Alex in Chicago. Alex on the Patriots post game presented by Cyber Reason. Hello, Alex. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tremendous awesome. line. Uh, so uh, I I have a few quick takeaways and, and I'll uh, I'll take it off the air and uh, if you guys have anything to say about any of them I definitely like to hear your guys' opinions. Uh, number one, um, our linebacking core looks like dinosaurs out there. I mean I, I I'm really tired of this experiment of mixing these young guys and old guys. I think they've played well at times, but I'm okay to just tear things down to the studs and just build a younger defense because. Tonight it really showed. Number two, again, I, I called in saying this before, you have seven, eight players on this team that only play special teams, and special teams suck. Again, I, I don't want to see us waste roster spots on these special teams players unless we play perfect on that side of the ball. I think that's ridiculous. And number three, the last one, Mac has played at a plateau all year. I don't think he's played bad. I don't think he's played good. But it is starting to worry me that we're not seeing another gear. I feel like we're seeing the same Mac again and again and again. And I just want to see him take that next step. And I want to know if maybe you guys think he has taken some kind of step forward or if he's just sort of at the same level. So, All right. thanks, guys. Uh, three three good points to touch on there, Alex. Uh, Deuce, you want to start with the linebackers? linebackers? Three real good points. Um, I'm, yeah, I'll start with the linebackers. I. I I think it's a great question, you know. I and, and when they're winning and it's all going well, everybody's really happy about how smart they are and how tough they are, and they can beat up the Bills. And then you know, a game like this happens where you, you can't really stop the best running back in the league, and they look slow and they miss tackles. And 
So I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I mean, I wish I could tell you. I mean, I, and I'm telling you this as somebody who's been like, you know, passionately following the Patriots defense for like 14 years now and, and waiting for the speed at linebacker and these things to, you know, take a new level. And, you know, when they brought Van Noy back, I was surprised. It just felt like, hey, are we going to Uche and this time? And we bring Collins back. And I'm like, well, you know, Winovich or, or Ronnie Perkins, are these guys ever going to? So these are all the kind of things going through my head as we, as we talk about this here at quarter one in the morning. But um, it's a great question for this offseason. Jamie Collins, Kyle Van, or sorry, Hightower, they're up. McCordy's up. I, I think they've got decisions to make, but I don't think any of these other guys that yeah. they've drafted are really ready to step into any of those roles. So I, that's I'm where not I sure. land on it, Mike. Is I'm not sure that the young guys. I mean, they've been banged up. You know, Uche now. This is two years in a row. He's been banged up a little bit, and I know he's ready to come back and, and practicing and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think there's. I think Van Noy has actually been better over he's the last on. over yep. the last few Absolutely. last few months. Um, you know, so. Listen, it, it's tough after a night where you give up 200 yards rushing to say, oh, no, I don't think the linebackers are a problem. <laughs> I, I do think they missed Bentley tonight. He went out yeah. early, and I think that yeah. I think that was a problem. I think missing him put Collins out there uh, more probably than you want to have him out there. Van Noy more in the middle. In, a, in a run-oriented game, you probably don't want as much Collins. I thought Collins competed well, though. Um, he was involved in the interception. He got his hand on the pass. Almost had another interception. Uh, made a, a, you know, there's the, there's the almost pick. And I, I thought he was involved in, uh, you know, yeah. a, a big tackle for a lot. I don't think the linebackers have been a disaster. Do I think that they need to get younger? Yeah. Yeah. I and, do. And, but I, mean, I just don't think that's going to happen. Right. This and year. even if they bring Hightower and, and McCourty and everybody back next year, they, they've got a couple more years. It's, like, these guys are in their mid-30s. Like, it's, yeah. it's going to come I'd sooner like to or later. On. Now, uh, the, what was the second one? Special teams, which has been, right. uh, well, you this know, is, yeah. this has been I mean, something that people have been harping yeah. on for years. And it's a valid point. If you are going to yep. set aside money and have guys that are just there to play special teams, uh, perfect is a lot to ask for, but it can't be what we saw tonight. Well, I'll say this, and I say this every time I'm asked this question. I don't know the roster makeup of every team, and I don't know how many guys that play special teams for the other teams are strictly special teamers. If you're telling me the Patriots have more than other teams – then I would say their their special teams should be significantly better than other teams, but I don't know that that's that's the case. Okay, um, in terms of Mac, and uh, that I, was the third point. I, I think thought he articulated it's a, it's a, a perfect point it's, about that. That's a very good question. I'm not worried about it in the least. I'm not, but I think that he's been sort of yeah. I, I think yeah, that's a positive, though. Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't even say a plateau. I'd say it's been a, a season of ebbs and flows, and you know the the high points. Yeah, he had a high point against the Jets. I think he had another one Cleveland. against Cleveland. against Cleveland. Yeah, I Cleveland. think those are those are probably the two high points. Um, but the the Jets one, I, I I know you only play who you play, but you know, do you put that as as high as you would against performances against some other teams? That's that's a that's. A I don't, but I don't take it away from him either. Don't take it know? away from yeah. him. I think he's been pretty consistent, and I think that's really good for a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks are usually wildly inconsistent. He hasn't been. Um, the, there, are, I, I agree with his the way he he put yeah. it though. Like, I'm not concerned about the plateau, but I do think he's sort of been like I'm not expecting to see a huge jump this year. I am not because this is Next the point year. of the season where rookies tend to fall off regardless yeah. of position. They this is longer than he is. I mean, duration wise, all right. Uh, yes, they they play into the new year, but it's with a three week break. 
You know, this is you know this is more games oh, yeah. than he's ever been accustomed to playing. And if anything, you actually see a drop off in a lot of rookies the way they're playing in their first year, just because this season is so much different with the number of games. The schedule is different. So uh, keep it in mind, though, that um, I feel the same way as Paul does. Deuce, I don't know about you. I'm not worried about Mac Jones at all, but I also don't I, – I, I don't think you should be waiting for a great leap forward to still be happening this year. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the, uh, the delay of game today, probably kind of an example, one of those like rookie moments where just, you know, losing track of the time of it all. Um, but I, I do. I mean, I think we've talked a lot on the, on PU just about, you know, max ceiling and how do you judge him compared to other usual rookie quarterbacks? Something the point I made this week was that usually you got somebody like Justin Fields who has all the physical ability in the world. He just needs to catch up mentally to the game. And and that's usually where you're at with a rookie quarterback. Max is a little bit different. He came in, he has a grasp of the offense, he kinda knows what he's doing, and you know, you're wondering all right, well, what does year two of somebody who understands it look like? What does it look like when they start really understanding it even more? And, you know, add in, obviously, an NFL strength program and all the things that he'll get to do this offseason. So, yeah. um, I, I, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I definitely, you know, have, have some concerns about just, you know, how, how good he really can be. I think he does a number of things on a, on a very plus level, um, better than, you know, you might have expected. But, uh, you know, I think here at the, at the end, if they're going to make the playoffs, if they're going to make some noise, he's he's going to have to. I, I don't know if just kind of keeping your hands at ten and two is going to get it done. Yeah, uh, Kirk in Delaware says I'm not upset with the decision to kick the field goal. I think it's a matter of how Bill views mistake prone games. He just can't trust players to stop making mistakes in key situations, and he decided to play it safe. I think if they don't commit that penalty, they absolutely go for it on fourth. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, from the two-yard line? From the two-yard line, yeah, probably yes. run it twice. But there is something to this where it's like, you know, we talk about Bill kind of seeing how things are playing out and, and going with the feel of the game. I wouldn't put it past Bill to say, you know what, these guys can't get out of their own way tonight. Right. What am I gonna, why wh- and it's wh- a, why know, am I going to allow them to go for it from that much further out when they're just going to screw it up? It with is a, a good point. It's a good, and what's the emailer? Uh, Kirk. Kirk, it is a good point. And I, I think of, in, just as a comparison to that, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay game, the end of the game, Patriots are trailing by two, fourth and three from, I don't know, the 40-yard line-ish, For yeah. maybe the 38, because yeah. it was a 56-yard field yeah, goal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Bill mentioned, and I fig- I, I'm not going to quote, and, you know, I'm paraphrasing the, you know, the summation of what he said. I think they were three for 13 that night on third down. You know, our offense wasn't. You know, we, you know, we weren't picking up third downs. We weren't, we weren't converting. Our offense wasn't converting, and I think that sort of illustrates what Kirk's point is. When things are going in a certain way, maybe you don't have as much confidence that it's going to just stop on this magical play. Like, we haven't been doing it all night. We haven't been converting all night, but this is the play we're going to convert. And I think that's why Bill decided to kick the field goal that night. It's because he didn't feel like the offense was playing all that well that night. He was right, and then tonight. I, I think that, you know, desperate times call for def- desperate measures. You had a chance to get within a score, and you passed it up. And uh, I think that right. would have been changing my my yep. philosophy. But right. Kirk may be right as to why. In other words, if it was, you know, let, let's say it was it, it was thirty eight to twenty eight instead of you know twenty to ten with that field goal, 
maybe build things differently. You know, we're, you know, we we're moving the ball. We're scoring. We're in a shootout. It's our yeah. turn. You know, we're going to get this. No. Sorry. Uh, Kirk also says, no, uh, I'm also glad the Patriots had some adversity before the postseason. I agree with Artie, would prefer the struggle early versus late. Yeah, I, I mean, all things being equal, if they were just playing, just, if they were playing great football and, and things were clicking on in all three phases and you're just picking up wins, great. If you're winning games like they have here recently, not in spite of Mac or in spite of the offense, but really without a lot of offensive contributions, no, I feel a reality check is in order. Right, it's like a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> I made a comment that, like, you know, how many of the wins would they have had with Brian Hoyer playing quarterback? And I got really, I got a lot of pushback for that. Like, I, in, in maybe the number isn't nine. Maybe it's not. Maybe yeah. there's a couple of wins that Matt got right. that, that someone else wouldn't have. But I think for the most part, most of their wins have been, we're going to run the ball, we're going to avoid mistakes. We're going to kick field goals, and we're going to play defense. Hasn't that yeah. been what most of the wins have been? Yeah, yeah. the the Brian Hoyer comp it, it immediately brings up you know his handling in the red zone against Kansas City. Oh, by the way, and when he found out he was playing twenty four hours before the game, I look, I know, but at, in the toughest venue in the league at hey, the time, it's just it's what people automatically think of, so they are reluctant to. Yeah, and to I'm give no huge that. Brian Hoyer fan. Like I think Brian Hoyer is an average at best backup, but. The way the games have unfolded, I think if you had just, you know, mis- relatively mistake-free quarterback play, you've had a chance to win a lot of the games. All right. We have three calls and two emails all to get to here in the next 10 minutes. We're going to start with Ben in Maryland. Ben, go ahead. You're on the Patriots postgame show. Hi. Thank you. Um, so, man, oh, man, Patriots Twitter tonight was kind of crazy. Um, some people were saying, like, the file Belichick and all this crazy stuff that pissed me off. But um, my question is, what do you guys think about, like, the play calling, um, especially in the red zone? Lots of first, uh, first downs within, like, the 10-yard line, and we had to kick a uh, few goals. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. Red zone. I thought the Colts' defense dominated the game. Yeah. I thought they dominated in the red zone. I thought they dominated out of the red zone and everywhere in between. How about this email, Mark in Nova Scotia? How did that – how in the hell – did the Patriots get bullied so much? Both lines, Deuce called this early on, manhandled and lost the game. They were getting blown back on every play. Just disgusting, especially the O-line. Yeah, well, I mean, I yeah, I got a lot of respect for, for the Colts' offensive line, so I, I you know, not not as surprised, but yeah, it's 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 just the speed, the aggressiveness with which it's just I mean, you're we're watching the highlights that the Colts are flying around at 90 miles an hour and you know the Patriots sometimes look like they're stuck in mud it's just it, it was something right out of the gate you could tell the energy that they brought to the game and and you know it's just it's not what you've seen out of the Patriots when they've been on and ready to go uh odd is in Boston thank you for joining us Patriots post game show hello odd hey guys how you doing good uh I've had a couple of things uh just to start with I guess just um when's the last time you guys can remember a game uh, this sloppy, I guess, just in terms of, like, I, I was thinking, I guess, maybe the Houston game, but I guess it's hard because we won that game, but just... No, Houston's even a good... Uh, Houston's damn, good. I, I think week six was filled with games like that. I mean, uh, the first six weeks were filled with weeks like this. Lots of penalties, mm-hmm. turnovers. Yep. Um, it is the third blocked punch of the season, so the first two happened in the first six weeks. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a while. It's you know that that was the key to the seven game winning streak. They cleaned that stuff up and didn't beat mm-hmm. themselves. Tonight they beat themselves. Yeah, and then I also was wondering, like on the broadcast, if you guys could see Mac, like he look did he look just like wrong to you guys? Uh, like he looked like he was like sick, like he got his booster shot yesterday or something. <laughs> well, maybe he did. It's affecting some people more than others. <laughs> I look uh, like that. <laughs> he looked he, he looked in shock. He looked in shock after after oh, the man. the he, picks. They were all over him. Yeah. He was under fire. Yeah. He was throwing picks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the NFL. Uh, Greg is in Rhode Island. Hello, Greg. Thanks for joining us, Patriots Post Game Show. What's up? Hey, Greg. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Hey, Good. Uh, just real quick. I'm sorry, uh, Paul. I I listened to Patriots Unfiltered, and I heard a lot of the like, "We're gonna blow out the Colts." I, I wrote in earlier, and I thought we were gonna actually get blown out by the Colts. I thought it was gonna be like 31-10, something like that. We didn't get so far off. I thought they were a decent team. I guess I'm just curious if you guys thought our game plan going into the game was just a little bit too conservative or too run-centric. Um, I'm just curious because they're a good team. They're a decent team. I, I actually, like, I, I think they're very similar comp to the Patriots, but very much better, so. Probably, probably better players individual players at every positional group, they've got probably better individual players at every positional group trying to do the same thing the Patriots do. And I I guess I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I, 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 I agree. I think they're mirrored images. I think Mike and I were talking about that all week. But just yeah. I just want to push back a little bit on the conservative start to the game. Like They ran the ball on first down in the first play of the game. Then it was pass, 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 penalty, penalty. So now you got a pass. You know, now you had a, a run. Here's a, a call that I hated: second and nineteen run. Hated it. Okay, and then and then Mac is sacked because they were they were like in midfield, weren't they? It was second and nineteen from the Patriots forty three. Yeah, and they ran, um, yeah. but they came out throwing. Right, moved the ball. They ca- well they start didn't, for the first few plays. They didn't really move the ball, but they, they came out forward. throwing it. They got a first down, and then they committed penalties. Like, that kills you. But I'm just saying, like, they ran for four yards on first down. Then it's a, a pass for four yards, and then a pass for ten yards, first down. And then a pass attempt that Mac ends up scrambling for another first down. Right? So that's another pass. And then they pass again and commit a penalty, and now you're in long-yarded situations. So The, the, the penalties in sloppy pay play early on just, just absolutely kill yes, us. Yes, absolutely. I actually feel like I, it's weird because, Later in the game, we had a lot of success throwing the ball a little bit more aggressively. Maybe that was uh, just we were benefiting from the Colts changing their defensive yes. philosophy. Yes, they stopped blitzing. They sat back in okay. a soft sh- uh, soft shell. Yeah. yeah. All, right. all, all of that came in the fourth quarter when they were down 20 to nothing. Right. Hey, Greg, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. We'll step aside one more time here. Thank you to Bridgestone. Ooh, another break? Yeah, well, just a quick one here. We gotta I'll do tell you, one. the breaks just come in this show. <clears throat> it's bar- it barely feels like working, you know, when you break three times over the course of two hours for 30 whole seconds. Uh, Bridgestone, the official tire of the New England Patriots, and is proudly sold at Sullivan Tire. Visit SullivanTire.com for locations and offers. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints 
to everywhere. Time to go big. Pepsi pulled pork sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. An active lifestyle means you never stop moving. That's why only Theragun devices are designed to release your body's deepest muscle tension so you can do the things you love. You only have one body. Make it a Therabody. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Cardi, wind is not something you can see on TV. <laughs> Try telling that to Deuce. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. It seems like a long time ago, the, uh, the, uh, the arguments about the wind in the uh, Buffalo game with it Deuce. It wasn't that windy. Well, I just love taking the, the, the tiniest little things. And making them like like Deuce hates Brady, <laughs> which isn't true at all. Although but I just love making them like a huge well, thing out of it. And then Fred made the mistake of all time this week by accidentally muttering th- these words together. I don't think Mac Jones is that good. Oh. <laughs> like just it was, happened. It to was <laughs> relation. It was in relation to Brady. Oh yeah, but nope. <laughs> I'm never so going to forget it. Sound clip by Matt Morrell. Right, right. Just which, so. which I, I I I ordered. I ordered the code red. Yeah. I would you like to. Co- I would like to commission some audio production. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Speaking hi- of which, did I get a fuppet? Uh no. Oh. I thought there was. A, I thought there was a good back and forth at the beginning of the show. I actually had it in mind as I was talking. Oh, I was I trying to no, go. No, it's in your head. I was trying to go a little bit into it, but. And then uh, James Stewart yeah. alerted me that it was going to be a best of for the week anyway, and I said, okay. I, I don't think Matt's that good. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and that's what, sa- that sounds and it's authentic. It's totally out of context, too. It's the greatest thing ever. Right. It's a, but it sounds genuine. It doesn't sound out of context. I, I don't think Matt's that good. Wow. Excellent drop. Well done all around. Big, the big boss, man. Not a believer. It's like it's not like it, it was something like it's. He's, it's not like he's the next Brady. I don't think he's that good. Uh-huh. I think that's what it, what he said. I go, I go. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. You heard it. Yeah. Inf- Fred doesn't think Mac Jones is that good. The inflection is right. Everything yeah. about it is right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tim in New Hampshire. Uh, any long term implications from what you saw during this loss? This is a good final question for the post game. Personally, this makes me worry for the run defense as we allowed a team to beat us with less than 15 pass attempts and we went in attempting to stop the run. Started listening this season. Look forward to becoming a longtime listener. Thanks, Tim Rossi. Uh, long term, that, that's a good well, final question. Say, it's a worry. It's, a, it's more of a concern than certainly going in. Yeah. I mean, yes, but but I also think this is who I thought this Patriots team was. I think that they are one of the B-level contenders in the AFC, and granted, they're just about all B-level contenders at this point. Um, 
but you know they they have they have some flaws. They have issues, and the games need to go a certain way, and they need to. They certainly need to clean up the ball security and the penalties, and, and that's you know going back to the beginning of the season. We knew that. If they clean that up, they can beat anybody. If they don't, they can lose to anybody. All right. Uh, any other final thoughts on the game here tonight, Pauly Paul? Just one of those stinkers that they didn't do anything really well in the game, and they happened. It happened at a bad time, but um, you got a chance to, to right the ship with a, a huge game. Huge, yeah. huge game. Uh, I don't think you can get enough hype, to, you know, for the Buffalo game. Assuming Buffalo takes care of business tomorrow against Carolina, that that game next Sunday, the day after Christmas, will be enormous. And, I mean, not to jinx it, but I hope that we have fans and we're all there and it's, it goes with off. Without oh, Pishaw. <laughs> this will all magically go away. Yeah. Huh. Uh, do not despair. The Patriots, I, uh, I, I don't think reasonably um, – I was expecting them to run the table and rattle off 11 straight wins. If a loss was coming, good. Have it happen tonight. Get your head right. Get your bodies right. Get the attitude and the game plan right for Buffalo a week from tomorrow here at Gillette Stadium. Everything's going to be okay. Okay. AFC East champs, let's go. (laughs) It has been written. I'm I'm tired. Let it be written. Let it be done. Final score for the final time. Patriots 17 Oh, we finally read it the right way. Oh, wait. Indianapolis Colts 27. That's for you, Paul. Thank you for listening and watching. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.